Friends, welcome back to the Ransom Heart Podcast. I'm really excited about this week's installment, which I'm reading from Chapter 6 in a new book on prayer that we've just released. And now we're getting into application. Now we're getting into what does it look like. Chapter 6 is called The Prayer of Intervention and begins with an absolutely mind-blowing story from the book of Acts that I don't think we've all looked at very closely, but has some incredible insights into effective prayer. The Prayer of Intervention Just about everything I've covered thus far can be summed up in a powerful illustration through a story of both tragedy and triumph. Jesus spent three years training his apprentices in the ways of the kingdom. He ascended to the throne so that the Holy Spirit could come. For when Jesus was here in body, walking the dusty roads of Israel, he could only be present to those in his physical presence. Now that the Holy Spirit has come, Jesus can be with each one of us personally, intimately, always to the very end of the age, Matthew 28. This story picks up after those events, after his ascension and Pentecost. The young church is exploding. Tensions in Jerusalem are heating to the boiling point. The collision of kingdoms is about to shift from Jesus to his followers. Let's see how well the young church has learned their lessons on prayer. About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish leaders, he arrested Peter during the Passover celebration and imprisoned him placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod's intention was to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, chained between two soldiers, with others standing guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel tapped him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, Get dressed, put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell, following the angel. But all the time, he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was really happening. They passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate to the street and this opened to them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street, and then the angel suddenly left him. Peter finally realized what had happened. It's really true, he said to himself. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jews were hoping to do to me. After a little thought, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. He knocked at the door in the gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that, instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door! You're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally went out and opened the door, they were amazed. He motioned for them to quiet down, 
and told them what had happened and how the Lord had led him out of jail. Tell James and the other brothers what happened, he said. And then he went to another place. Acts chapter 12. Everything about these events is told so well in such realistic detail, it must be for our benefit. First, notice how the fates of James and Peter are set in contrast, one against the other, in one narrative flow. The story of James's execution is reported in one sentence, quickly, abruptly, like the event itself, like the swift fall of the sword that took his life. A few words, and it is over. It is so abrupt, it is almost violent, as was what happened. Peter's story takes longer to tell, because Peter's story is a story of rescue. The next thing we notice is that Peter's deliverance appears connected to verse 5. The church prayed very earnestly for him. Scripture includes and omits things for a reason. James seems to have been seized and executed rather suddenly. The church is not reported to have been praying for him. Were they caught off guard? Then Peter is seized, and the church is reported to be praying earnestly, and his outcome is different. Whatever you want to make of the contrast, and they are contrasted with each other, Peter's story clearly illustrates the prayer of intervention. The Greek for very earnestly, is the word ektenos. It is the very same adjective used to describe the prayer of Jesus in Gethsemane. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground, Luke 22. What a noble and sober comparison. There in the midnight olive grove, was held the greatest prayer vigil of all time. We can be sure Jesus was praying with every ounce of his being, empowered by the Spirit, eyes fixed on his Father. That is the comparison being given here for the church's prayers. Eugene Peterson translated the action this way. The church prayed for him most strenuously. That is how the church is praying, strenuously and it produces dramatic results. This is the prayer of intervention. They are intervening in prayer for Peter, intending to change the outcome of events. Wouldn't you have loved to have been there with them that night, heard firsthand what and how they prayed? Let's see what we can discover from the text. In verse 5, it mentions they had gathered to pray. Then we have the story of Peter in prison and the appearance of the angel. Did they call down angelic help? Surely, these devout Jewish Christians knew Psalm 91 by heart, a great psalm of deliverance. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They knew the famous Old Testament stories of angels coming to the rescue of God's people, stories like Daniel in the lion's den and his three friends in the furnace. And the writer of Hebrews gave us the worldview of the young church on angelic assistance. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? From Hebrews 1. They assumed angels are here to help us, even serve us. In a collision of kingdoms, you can be sure they were calling upon all the resources of heaven for Peter's release. It is safe to say they were calling on the angels of God to come and help. 
Anyhow, an angel does show up. Notice also that there is quite a bit of story told between the first mention of them praying and Peter's eventual arrival at the house, which takes place later that night. Peter is arrested and thrown in jail. That's when the church is reported to have been praying. He falls asleep. It's doubtful that happened as soon as he was dumped in a cell. Imagine the emotions and adrenaline swirling within him. He knows what happened to James. It was likely hours before he could fall asleep. The angel wakes him up. He gets dressed. He follows the angel through the city streets. The angel disappears. Peter then decides to go to the house where they are praying. The text implies that they are still gathered in prayer when he gets there. It's safe to say that their prayers were not quick. They were going at it, apparently for some time, perhaps hours, perhaps all night, just like Elijah on the mountain. They would also know Elijah's story by heart. The church was gathered, and they were praying earnestly, strenuously, like Jesus in Gethsemane. They were praying over time. Notice also that they were praying in unity. Many were gathered for prayer, verse 12. Surely they remembered their master's instructions on that. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them, from Matthew 18. Prayer is far more effective when we can get several people agreeing with us That's just how it works. This is not to say our personal prayers do not have great power and effect. They do. Elijah was alone on the mountain. Daniel appears to have been alone in his fast. Ananias went alone to heal Saul. But let us also accept the truth that the power of agreement in prayer is not to be overlooked. I think we can also assume the intercessors gathered at Mary's home understood their authority They sat under Jesus' teaching on it for years. Everything that we have covered on authority, they had heard and seen demonstrated. In fact, between his resurrection and ascension, Jesus lingered more than a month with his disciples. And look what he stayed to give them further instruction on. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them, over a period of 40 days, and spoke about the kingdom of God. Acts chapter 1. He was continuing their education on a theme that he had been discipling them in for years. The gospel Jesus taught was not merely the gospel of salvation. It is repeatedly referred to as the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Matthew 4. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. Matthew 9. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field, like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour like treasure hidden in a field, from Matthew. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come, Matthew 24. Jesus had told them to invoke the kingdom. He gave them authority to do so. He also provided instruction on the process. 
I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Matthew 16. He taught them to bind and release. Given all they had seen and heard, given their rich tradition in the scriptures, I think it is safe to say that the prayers on that night at Mary's home might have sounded something like this. Our glorious Father, Abba, we exalt your name. We glorify you. We worship you tonight. We proclaim your glorious rule, majesty, and dominion. For the sovereign Lord is most high. He reigns over all the nations. You set up kings and pull them down. The nations are yours, O Lord, and you give them to anyone you please. The nations are a drop in the bucket to you. Herod cannot defy the living God, for your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and of your rule there is no end. Jesus, our dear Jesus, we cry out to you. We declare that all authority in the heavens and all authority on this earth has been given to you, Lord Jesus. All authority in the heaven realms and all authority on this earth has been given to you and you alone. We proclaim it. You are Lord of the heavens and Lord of the earth, Lord of all creation. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Herod is nothing compared to your power and majesty. Holy Spirit, come and fill us with your power. We wait upon you. Come and fill our prayers with power from on high. Lord Jesus, our King and Deliverer, we invoke your authority and your kingdom over Peter's life. Your kingdom come. Your will be done tonight over Peter's life. We declare and we proclaim that Peter belongs to the Lord God Almighty. Herod has no claim on him. Peter has been purchased, ransomed, and redeemed by the blood of God's Lamb, by the blood of Jesus of Nazareth. We call down the kingdom of God over Peter right now, this night. Send your angel to free him, Lord. Break the rod of his oppressors. You set captives free, O Lord. We proclaim it. You set the captives free. With a mighty arm and an outstretched hand, you freed your people from Egypt. Come and free Peter now by your mighty arm and outstretched hand. Show the wonder of your great love, you who save by your right hand, those who take refuge in you from their foes. Break the chains that hold him, Lord. Reveal your mighty strength. Almighty God, ruler of the heavens and earth, you humbled Pharaoh with your majesty. Humble Herod now. Humble Peter's captors. We invoke the power and majesty of your kingdom over his life tonight to break every chain that holds him. Holy Spirit, we pray you would comfort Peter. Come upon him now in your love. Comfort him. Sustain him in his affliction. Strengthen his faith, O Lord. Fill him with hope in your deliverance. For you are a mighty deliverer. Break the chains that hold him. Send angels to deliver him. We bind Satan from taking Peter's life. 
the prince of this world has been cast down. He has been judged. We bind the strong man who has laid this claim upon Peter. We cut him off by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of Jesus of Nazareth. We bind Satan from Peter now in the authority of Jesus Christ the Lord. By the blood of the Lamb of God, we break every claim upon Peter, and we release the kingdom of God over his life. We proclaim Peter's freedom, and we proclaim his release. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Sovereign Lord, our Redeemer, we call to you in our distress. Reach down from on high and deliver Peter. Rescue him from his enemies. Bring him out into a spacious place. We enforce the majesty of your kingdom and your mighty rule over Peter's fate. We enforce the claims of your kingdom over his life in the authority of Jesus Christ the Lord. No doubt they kept circling back through each theme, each person adding something to the growing momentum as the Spirit moved them. They were proclaiming the truth, invoking the kingdom, enforcing the kingdom. The prayer of intervention involves a flow of proclaiming, invoking, and enforcing. They proclaimed. They invoked. They enforced, just as the Psalms taught them to do, just as Jesus taught them to do. The last part of the story is just so very human. It adds humor and believability to the whole account. Peter miraculously appears at the door, and they are so astounded they don't believe it's him, even though they've been praying all night for this very thing. Don't you appreciate that? You are watching very real human beings here. I'm embarrassed how many times I've been surprised by the answer to a prayer I've been diligently seeking. I love that the Holy Spirit, having just given us a very sober story on the prayer of intervention, adds a comic touch at the end. And then Peter takes off for points unknown to lay low for a while. These men and women do not have a naive view of the story they are in. They know they are sheep among wolves. I hope you've enjoyed our reading time together. I sure have. And friends, we do not have to be passive victims of life. You're not an orphan standing outside the governor's mansion hoping he throws you a scrap of bread. You are a son. You are a daughter of a living God. You literally have been raised with Christ, as Ephesians 2, 6 says. You have been given his authority. We are allies of God. We are his friends, joining with him to bring the beauty of the presence of Jesus, to bring the incredible power of his gospel, and to bring his specific love and intervention into all kinds of situations right where you are. And we've got one more week together in our series on prayer. If you haven't had a chance yet, Moving Mountains is the title of the book, and it's available 
in bookstores and online and e-tailers and everywhere books are sold here at Ransomed Heart as well. So get a copy. Get a copy for your friends, your small group. I mean, this is going to change things. This is going to be super, super helpful. 